Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. All right, Colorado Corrections Sergeant Josh Young. He's working at Lyman Correctional Facility. He's got to take this job training. And the plan with the job training was to kind of end racist thinking and attitudes, but it did the exact opposite. It made sweeping negative generalizations about white individuals and created a hostile and discriminatory workplace and even, in fact, increased racial tensions in the prison. So Josh is now suing the Colorado Department of Corrections and the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. The great Mountain State's Legal Foundation rides to the rescue, the Lone Ranger, to stand for equal rights. And his name's Will Trackman, the attorney. So Will, Josh, you're in studio today. So you go through this training, it creates these problems, and you feel, Josh, that you are compelled to do something. Why did you feel compelled? Just put your head down. It's a job. It's diversity training. You can get through it. You may not agree with everything, and it might be creating things worse, but your job's on the line, so why don't you just put your head down let them do this? So many reasons. Um, I don't. Where do I begin? So safety reasons were a big deal. Uh, we already walk into a pod, and this is going on for years. And if you can imagine a vile insult, you can picture that in your head, it's being hurled at you mm-hmm. 20, 30 times in one walk around a pod inside of a housing unit. And this happens multiple times a day. All day long, you're be call, being called a racist and this and that uh, from every single group. Everyone thinks you hate their group more than the next group. Mm-hmm. And we don't. We just want to enforce the rules. We want to get these guys in a better situation. Right. And... So now the state of Colorado is coming in saying, no, you actually are racist. Uh, the inmates are all right, what they're yelling at you. It's, um, it's true. You have to struggle with your, your innate racist tendencies because you're a white person. Hmm. And if, I, if I could just read the definition of white fragility yeah, from, go ahead. from the yeah. training. White fragility is discomfort and defensiveness, often triggered by feelings of fear and guilt on the part of a white person when confronted by information about racial inequality and injustice. So if you deny your racism, that is further proof that you are just fragile and uh, emphasizing white supremacy in your day-to-day life. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a way of shutting down any conversation about this. So you can't actually have a debate about this at the state level. Right. I'm just, I'm just displaying white fragility by bringing this up. Because you're all. guilty. You're guilty no matter what happens. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Even if you're like, absolutely not. I want to see somebody purely by the content of their character that's racist if you you know even if you you try to explain that you don't want to engage in that at all that's right it's like no matter what you do exactly it, it falls under that category it's it, the kind of thing that you might expect from like the the most left-wing professor on a college campus yeah and then all of a sudden it's got the official stamp of colorado on it wow. now. yeah Wow. So what did you do? I mean, and there's so much more to it. So yeah. staff members, we have a great relationship, great team. Nobody cares what group we're a part of. Right. We don't care what the background, the, the guy saying it. We trust the people we're working with. Mm-hmm. And now they're telling other staff members that because I'm white, they should look at me and be, you better be careful about that guy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, 
I also worked in visiting at the end of my time there, which means we're dealing with general public. So mm. the general public's coming in and visiting with inmates. As you can imagine, things can come into the prison if we're not very watchful and careful and we have to follow certain rules. And so now when we're enforcing these rules, now the, the public's saying, well, you might be just doing that because I'm the wrong skin color. And now the state of Colorado is saying like, yeah, you might be doing that because of the wrong skin color. And to me, that's a big problem. Uh, the other thing that really bothered me about this is just having all these people that I trust, that I work with, that I see they're doing a great job every day, just being just tarnished by this, this description of them. And that bothered me a lot too. And then the final thing is uh, I wanted to promote and move up in my career. And now if I move up to the lieutenant, that's when you got to start enforcing all the training with the people. You know, now you're telling people to follow the daily training that you receive. So I got to go tell the people underneath me that you better watch out because you're white. And it's, it, that was a problem to me. So I felt like, let's go see if anybody wants to try and tackle this issue. And Will was willing to do it. Thank you, Will. <laughs> so you were really motivated out of uh, care and concern for your fellow absolutely employees, the yeah. people that you worked with. Absolutely. I don't say jailers. I don't think that's the right language. Yeah. But Corrections officers. <laughs> Correction yes. officers, that's right. <laughs> hey, by the way, I think I have trained or traced my lineage all the way back to the Revolutionary War and the hunts were correction officers <laughs> uh, against the British in really? the uh, yeah we, we we made sure they didn't get out um, after wow. we captured them apparently um, congratulations but, yeah there you <laughs> go there's a connection <laughs> right, right. Uh, but so you really did this out of motivation for them because you wanted to make sure that they were safe but that they also had good working relationships and out of just principle Right, yeah, like absolutely. you, you, Truth you, is important. you agree with that principle that we judge people by the content of their character, 100%. and we're not going into this realm of creating hierarchies of different groups based upon their skin color. I mean, I was talking with um, an Asian man the other day who. Uh, they're really struggling through the attack on meritocracy that's happening yeah. against them. So their entire culture, this has nothing to do with race, but in the Asian culture, they value tremendously meritocracy, that you work to get where you need to be. You put in the hours, you sacrifice, you, you lay it all out there in order to achieve your goals and dreams. And they're having that attack through these affirmative actions yeah. that, of universities that are preventing them from getting places simply because of their skin color. So it's, I, well, I don't yeah. understand where this eventually goes. So I try to put myself in the mindset of someone on the other side that says, okay, there's ongoing racism and racial distinctions, at least in, you know, kind of uh, maybe wealth, um, happiness, health, stuff like that. And so we've got to address those disparities. That's the word I was looking for. There's yeah. disparities. And so there's a, an underlying, and I've even read Ibrahim Kendi's anti-racism books, to try to get at what where they're going. I, I can't figure out the end goal here, right? So yeah. training people that because of their skin color, they have inherent biases and they need to be treated differently and that they're power oppressors and all that stuff. I don't know how that gets us 
Or I don't know where that yeah. gets us, Will. Well, so coincidentally, the Kendi book that you read, maybe you were trying to become a prison guard at some point down the road. <laughs> uh, that's one of the uh, suggested reading materials that was for the uh, Department of Corrections there. So you could go ahead and read that book, and you would read the paragraph where he says, the only cure to systemic racism in society is to be really racist and pass a bunch of racist policies now against whites to rebalance the playing field. So there are people who I think are good meaning uh, who want to try to break down what might be lingering barriers from prior racism uh, against racial minorities in the country. But at the vanguard of this movement, I really think it's uh, political and anti-white and anti-Asian. And so we're seeing with the Harvard case that's presently pending before the Supreme Court that whites were actually treated better than Asian Americans in the admissions process, which is stunning to me that if you were an Asian American, you had a worse chance of getting into Harvard than Caucasians. But that seems to be where a lot of the action is. So Asian Americans have sued in the Harvard case, in the University of North Carolina case, which is also pending now and will be decided by June or July. And then in a lot of magnet school issues, so uh, New York City and Virginia, they've decided to revamp and gerrymander their magnet school admissions so as to play with the racial demographics of their class uh, races. And it's all to the detriment of Asian Americans. So it's not just whites who are in this fight for colorblindness. And it's a detriment to all Americans, right? So, like, at at the end of the day, I think we all have this kind of gut sense of fairness. I think that's a core American value, that we just want fairness out there. And then, you know, I go in, I'm going in to have surgery or something, or I'm getting on an airplane. I don't care. I absolutely do not care what your race is. I only care that you're competent at what you do. And I remember I I had Victor Davis Hanson uh, at the Western Conservative Summit, great scholar of the Hoover Institution at Stanford. And I just said, what's coming next out out of higher education? He said this war on meritocracy, which is the idea that you earn through hard work and dedication what you get, and that's fair. Yeah. Right, and I understand that there are people that start further back in the race. Um, they don't they don't grow up in two parent households. They didn't grow up with wealth and uh, those types of family structures, and or maybe they grew up in rough neighborhoods. I understand that that exists, but we should still have a country that values mm-hmm. hard work and dedication, and the most qualified person gets the job because that matters to everybody piloting the plane, doing the surgery, whatever it is. Yeah. And we've, we're like moving past that into this bizarro world where your race counts for almost more than your achievements do. And I just don't think that benefits our society much. Not at all. So Mountain States is involved in a class action case against the Federal Aviation Administration because way back under President Obama, they were trying to racially gerrymander the applicant pool of air traffic controllers. So if there's one profession where, like you said, you really should not care about the race of the individual. You just want the best people to direct direct those planes. And here the FAA flushed a bunch of very high-scoring applicants in order to have a biographical assessment, quote-unquote. And our clients who got 100% ended up failing that test 
and are now the plaintiffs in the class action because the FAA cared more about race than safety. Wow. We're talking with Will Trackman, general counsel for Mountain State's Legal Foundation, and Josh Young, who is suing the Colorado Department of Corrections on this training that was taking place in the prison system. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University.